the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Back in the day, I'm sure I was not the only one, I used to make a habit of watching the uh, situation comedy Seinfeld, right? One of the most popular comedies of all time. And there are iconic lines from Seinfeld, uh, one of which uh, certainly applies to our culture now. It was the uh, statement made by George Costanza one time that it is uh, not a lie if you believe it, right? It's not a lie, Jerry, if you believe it. Well, uh, that could be the mantra for the Biden administration uh, because they say a lot of things that they believe, uh, but they are, in fact, lies. Uh, here's Kamala Harris yesterday in Bowie, Maryland. Remember, it's not a lie if you believe it. We have reduced heating and electricity bills. So folks have more money in their pocket to buy things like school supplies, replace the dishwasher, or take a family vacation. We do this work because we know that when we lower costs for working people, when working people can buy a home, when working people can thrive, our nation thrives. Well, she's not wrong in the last part. Uh, When working people can buy a home, uh, that's great. And when working people thrive, your nation thrives. But again, assuming facts, not in evidence, uh, have they lowered Electricity costs? Well, no. Uh, Electricity is up 11.9%. Fuel oil is up 27.7%. Natural gas is up 27% over last year. Are working people buying homes? This reminds me of another uh, George Costanza saying on Seinfeld, where uh, he was caught doing something that was uh, clearly in violation of company policy. And uh, he pleaded ignorance. He said, uh, was that wrong? Because if anybody had told me that that was wrong, I, I would have not done it. But uh, nobody, I didn't read that that was wrong. Well, no, that's wrong. Everybody knew that was wrong. You shouldn't have to be told that was wrong. Kamala Harris should know. But again, we get to the detachment I talked about in the last segment with the people in the Biden administration not understanding the people of East Palestine, Ohio, being concerned about their property values, about their well water, about the water they're bathing themselves in or their children in or washing their clothes in. They just don't seem to understand. They live in a different world. They live in a privileged world. They live in a world where the consequences of their policies don't ever reach them. I mean, Kamala Harris, she's no doubt independently wealthy. She's lived in apartments, condominiums, homes provided for her by the American taxpayer or by the California taxpayer or by the exorbitant salaries that she draws and the perks she's gained from lobbyists. So she can speak in theory about how they're lowering the cost. Well, no. See, there's a difference between you working to lower the costs, which we can have the debate whether actually what you're doing will lower the cost. But I'll give you the benefit of the doubt right now that you are attempting 
to lower the cost. But the, but the problem is what you're doing is not lowering the cost. So endeavoring to lower the cost and actually lowering the cost, two different things. Two different things. Sound alike. They sound very close. We're working to lower the cost. We're lowering the cost. See, there's just, just one word difference between the two, but there is, in fact, a giant chasm between the two. Reminds me of something Mark Twain once said. He said, the difference between the right word and the almost right word is the difference between lightning and the lightning bug. Yes! The difference between the right word and the almost right word is the difference between lightning and the lightning bug. Similarly, the difference between working to lower costs and actually lowering costs is the difference between not just lightning and the lightning bug, but the difference between working people actually thriving and working people being told they're thriving when they're not. Because they are not thriving. They are not buying houses. The low, the rate of homes being sold is at an all-time low over the last like five years, Kamala Harris. I'm not the only one who finds what she said to be incredibly stupid and tone deaf. Here's Maria Bartiromo of Fox Business. Gas and oil prices are higher than where they were when Joe Biden started selling oil from the Strategic Reserve. Unfortunately, the vice president and the president seem way out of touch with the American people. I mean, what am I going to do? Go get on an electric school bus? What am I going to do? Take my gas stove and buy a new one with all the money that I'm saving? I'm sorry, but this is just not the reality that American families are facing right now. A dozen eggs is up 70% year over year. Margarine is up 40 5% year over year. Fuel oil up 27%. The list goes on. Inflation has cut into profits. It has cut into wages. It has cut into our ability to spend and actually eat at home. Groceries are so expensive. We were just talking during the commercial break that you don't even want to eat at home anymore. You'd rather go out because it's cheaper. It might feel cheaper. It's not actually cheaper. No way. I was carrying a dozen eggs up from the basement refrigerator to the upstairs this morning. And I was like cognizant of the fact that I better not drop these or it's like a $6 mistake. This is not the only time this shows up in the Biden administration, right? For instance, she was in Bowie, Maryland yesterday. What was she touting? She was, she was using a reduction in the FHA mortgage insurance rates to say that, hey, we'll save you $800 a month on your house payment by lowering the FHA mortgage insurance rates, not the mortgage rates. The mortgage rate is what you pay for your home loan. Okay. That's like doubled since last year. We've all bought a home the first time and you like, you hate it when you have to play, pay private mortgage insurance, right? Cause it adds like a couple hundred bucks to your monthly payment. Well, FHA loans, had a federal mortgage rate. You had to have it in case you defaulted on the loan. Well, they've lowered those rates, but that that assumes you can get the loan, and that doesn't say anything about the interest rate on the loan. Oh, we've lowered the insurance rate on the loan. We'll save you $800, assuming you can get a loan. It's like their tax credit on EVs. Oh, I'll save you $8,000 on the purchase of an electric electric vehicle. 
yeah, where do I get the 60 grand to buy the electric vehicle? Oh, it's only 52 grand? Oh, well, gee, thanks. Oh, and by the way, the EV that you're thinking you're going to buy doesn't qualify because the battery wasn't made right here in the good old U.S. of A. Why? Because we don't have any cobalt. Why? Because Hunter Biden did a deal with China so that the Chinese companies get all the cobalt. But it's not a lie if you believe it. By the way, things are not as bad as they're going to get. It takes a while. Oh, I'll let Maria Bartiromo make the point. It takes a while for interest rates to filter down. It's like that vinyl chloride on top of the soil. In East Palestine. Oh, look at this. A week later, our well tested fine. Tested in a year, two years. See how it is. Similarly, interest rates going up. And by the way, the Fed did raise interest rates a quarter of a percentage point the last time. That used to be big news. But after you raise the rates three quarters of a point for four consecutive months, when, by the way, they had never been raised three quarters of a point in back-to-back months, ever, So high is inflation, so out of control is inflation, when it was, remember, it's not a lie if you believe it, transitory or expected, right? Oh, it's transitory. Oh, nobody sees inflation coming, right? It's not a lie if you believe it. Maria Bartiromo on interest rates. And the delayed impact. Percent growth. Yes, it's growth. Mm -hmm. It was lower than uh, the expectations, which was 2.9%. But you're going to see growth continue to slow down. Uh So the question is, second half of the year, will we be in recession going Uh into the 2024 election? You think Likely. Likely. Likely, Because we're seeing a real slowdown. Wonderful. Well, it is wonderful. I don't want this administration to skate again. They skated in the midterms. It's not pleasant to think that things could get worse, costs could continue to go up, the housing market could suffer. But, hey, look, I talk about punishment for crime, making our cities safer, and we have to get punishment. This administration is going to have to get punished at the polls. And the only way that happens is if we feel pain more than we have. So final look at the NTSB preliminary report on the East Palestine train derailment. Uh, They have detectors on the tracks, according to this report, that detect the temperature of wheel bearings when they go past these detectors. And they are supposed to alert the crew if a wheel bearing exceeds 200 degrees Fahrenheit. Again, we found out today from the report that the train was going 47 miles an hour. That seems like a lot in the middle of... A town? But it's allowed to go 50. So the sensors clocked the doomed wheel bearing registering 38 degrees above the allowable limit. That's 238 degrees. And then 103 degrees above. Yikes. 303 degrees. And then finally at 253 degrees. Now, why would it have gone down? Because when they got the report that it was above the allowable limit, they started to slow the train. So they slow the train. It reaches its apex temperature, 303 degrees. Yikes. And then it goes back down to 253. And then I don't know how far after that it derailed, but obviously this is the failure. So it had nothing to do with the braking. 
Okay, the Democrats are trying to blame it on, oh, Trump, 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 because the braking system, which the braking system that Trump got rid of in his effort to deregulate things, that braking system would not have even applied to this train, would not have even applied to this train because it was not, as Governor DeWine told you a couple weeks ago, it was not a hazardous materials train. What are you talking about, Bruce? Like 11 cars full of stuff that poisoned people in World War One. Yeah, but the standard for the industry and the rail industry is 20 cars. Now, here's the thing about this train derailment that I was thinking about the other day. Is this the first time the train industry, the rail industry, has been in the news since Joe Biden became president? Oh, no, it's not. Remember we were going to have like a catastrophic rail strike throughout the nation? Oh, and then Joe Biden swooped in and he solved it, right? Oh, we averted disaster. Now, what was the big issue over the train to, over the train uh, industry and the rail industry? What was the big issue? Was it safety of trains? I mean, like right now we're hearing from all the Democrats, oh, these evil Republicans, they they got rid of all these regulations that would have made trains safer. It's evil Republicans. It's Trump's fault. Okay. Okay. If so, why weren't all the rail unions striking over safety issues? Is that what they were striking over? Oh. I'm sorry. No, it wasn't what they were striking over. What were they striking over? Well, they were striking over sick time, paid time off, and salaries. Now, if if you were a member of a rail union and you thought you were being placed in physical danger by being forced to work under the existing conditions of your contract and you were negotiating with a union-friendly political party, Democrats, and you had leverage over them because the last thing they could afford was a nationwide rail strike before the midterm election to bring commerce in the United States of America to a screeching halt. Don't you think that would have been the time if you had concerns about the safety, your personal safety, to bring it up to Democrats? Of course. Why didn't they bring it up? Why didn't they bring it up? Because it wasn't a problem. But now we hear in the aftermath, oh, the train derailed and there's pouring poisonous chemicals into the air and into the ground. Oh, the Republicans. See, we couldn't fix we the Republicans. Well, you had a chance to fix it. If it existed as a problem, you had a chance to fix it when you gave them a sweet new contract. You didn't fix it. Why didn't you fix it? Because it wasn't a problem. Because it wasn't a problem. Or you would have fixed it then. And if it was a problem then, well, then where's your, where's your transportation secretary figuring that out? Hey, you know, we got to get our arms around this. Or something terrible is going to happen. What is that a problem? Was that something on Pete's radar? No, it wasn't on Pete's radar. It wasn't on anybody's radar. So this is all after the fact, moving around, moving the ball, trying to shift blame. Don't fall for it. It's a bunch of utter nonsense. Speaking of utter nonsense, Politico wrote a story in the last day or so that says Joe Biden might not run for re-election. Might not run for re-election. Joe Biden. Oh, interesting. Now, the last segment I talked about, the George Costanza effect, the mantra of this administration is, if it's, it's not a lie if you believe it. So last night on Special Report, Brett Baer asks Celinda Lake, a Democratic political strategist, about Biden not running again. Hey, have you heard this? Biden may not run again. She's like, oh, nonsense. Joe Biden's super popular. Like 90-some percent of Democrats want him to run again. And Brett Bear's like, well, um, one of the things that people have a problem with, according to this Politico Politico story, is 
that they don't have any faith in Joe Biden because if something happens to him, and boy, by the way, he'll be 86 if he runs for re-election and wins and serves out his term. He might not survive a second term. That would turn the presidency over to Kamala Harris, and that hurts Joe Biden. Remember, it's not a lie if you believe it. Here's Salina Lake with hmm, an alternate universe view of Kamala Harris. One of the things I think that Republicans miss is, first of all, Joe Biden is running, in my opinion, and uh, will be. And Democrats are excited about that. Secondly, we're proud of our vice president. She's shown um, an incredibly eloquent spokesperson on the abortion issue, incredibly eloquent in foreign policy. She's mastered the game. She's a real ally of Joe Biden's. But we've got lots of Democrats, and most of them, not Cinema and Mansion, but Cinema's an independent now and Mansion, well, whatever. She's incredibly eloquent, she said, of Kamala Harris. Incredibly eloquent. Uh, congratulations, Selinda Lake. Up until now, I thought Joe Biden terming the Afghanistan withdrawal an extraordinary success was the greatest two-word exaggeration of any Democrat ever. But you saying she was, what was what did she say again? Something eloquent, anything, or even using the word eloquent with Kamala Harris is ridiculous. I mean, you have to be such a partisan to believe that this person is incredibly eloquent. Percent growth. Yes, it's growth. Oh, it was lower than no, uh, no, the no, expectation. No. no, Maria. No, 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 no. Where is the Kamala Harris word salad? Here it is, the Kamala Harris word salad. Give a listen. As we all know, elections matter. And when folks vote, they order what they want. And in this case, they got what they asked for. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. <laughs> Every day it is time for us to agree. Talking about the significance of the passage of time. Oh. Right? The significance mm. of the passage of time. Mm. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time. I am here, standing here on the northern flank, on the <laughs> eastern flank, talking about what we have in terms of the eastern flank and our NATO allies. Is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So Incredibly eloquent, ladies and gentlemen. That's Kamala Harris, your vice president. Maybe your future president, if Joe Biden runs again. She's incredibly eloquent, according to Lucinda Lake. It's not a lie if you believe it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.